Welcome to the Oasis Church Podcast, where you can listen to our lead pastor, Bishop Rich Jividen, deliver an inspiring and thought-provoking message. Tune in now to experience the power of God's Word and gain valuable insights into living a godly life. And thank you guys for coming this evening. Um, we're going to jump right into the Word this evening because the Word is, is living. Amen. And that when we read the Word of God, that, that I believe in the name of Jesus, that, that the Word of God will speak to us. Amen. Amen. Before we do this, would you mind, I just thought of it, would you mind doing something with me? Okay. Awesome. Thank you. I, I love how you guys, Miss Dawn, can you come here? I know I didn't ask you before. Miss Tracy, can you come here? Miss Lauren, could you come here? Miss um, Josie, can you come here? Miss Lisa and Miss Buck, can you come here, please? I chose all women, not on purpose, but that's, uh, I just thought about this. And um, what we're going to do, when we were little kids, or actually in the youth group, can you guys just make a single line right here? And facing the, the, the beautiful audience. There you go. Can Miss Dawn, can you start this? All right, now what I'm going to do is, uh, there's Miss Buck. Can I have Ronnie Humphreys? Thank you, and Jerry Myers. And then can I also have um, uh, Brother Kevin, would you mind helping out? And can we just have a guy that would go in between each one of these? So we'll have a guy here, a girl. Um, Brother Dennis, would you mind coming? Thank you. And there you go, right here. Keep these guys straight. Um, Whew. And Brother Don, can you come here and can you stand next to your, your, your lovely wife? And so we have a guy. So I need one more guy. Yes, thank you for raising your... Joshua, thank you so much. Can you stand right here? Okay. Um, one second. Okay, in just a moment, what we're going to do is this is going, we're going to have communication between this whole group here. And Miss Dawn is going to start with a sentence or a phrase. And then by the time we're going to see how it, what it ends up being at the end with Mr. Don Buck. All right? So um, if you guys could just be patient. Miss Dawn, are you ready? Okay, can you go ahead and tell Brother Ronnie? And then, uh, right, you only can say it one time. everybody okay this is gonna be good right so then so they can't forget this stuff and so you can't only say it one time brother Ronnie so <laughs> I don't think Ronnie's gonna mess it up you can only say it one time and I'll say it to Miss Tracy do you think it's gonna come out right no you don't well, we're gonna. This is always. You can't say it only one time, Brother D. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay. So is. So it's gonna be good. I don't think that Ronnie messed it up, y'all. I don't think it was Ronnie. I. I don't think it was Ronnie. Thank you for your help. Y'all, this is awesome. This is so awesome. So here we go. Um, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Miss Bucket's going to tell her, tell Brother Don. So here we go. All right, you got it. You, you got it, Mr. Buck. Can you hold that right there? Um, this is what Miss Dawn has started to say, and she passed it down through her group right here. Can you go ahead and say this? A blue eight, five dollar gator. A what? Say that again. No, I'm not saying a blue eight, a five dollar gator. He didn't hear me. Okay. And so here we go. Let's see how it started off. A green elephant climbed a tall mountain. What in the world? Thank you. Can you give him a hand clap? Thank you, guys. Did you hear? It started out with. What did you say again, Miss Don? A green? green elephant. A green elephant climbed a tall mountain. A green elephant climbed a tall mountain, and so we got something about uh, eight, right, Brother Don? A blue eight. Five dollar gator. And do you notice how everyone, a lot of them, started picking on Brother Ronnie when we don't even, Brother Ronnie didn't even mess it up. I think it was over a period of time from passing it to person to person to person. It's very, very important, church, that we learn to listen. I'm, not, I'm sure that if I was in that group, I would, I would also 
I would also probably mess it up before. We've done different things like that over and over with the youth over the years. And it's just, to me, it just shows how that one thing, when we pass it from one person to the next, and we can just say, I'm just giving information. But I can tell you, over the 12 people that we had here, there was a community, a big, from what was said to what was conveyed, it was a big difference, wasn't it? Yes, so, yes, it was. So, I'm talking tonight about listening. And that, and listening a lot of times is that you can talk to my wife and my children, and sometimes I know that uh, we can look like we're listening, y'all, but we're not. Then they can say, well, what did I say? And you can say, well, I, I think you said, but we don't know because sometimes we can look like we're listening but yet our mind and our listening ears can be a thousand miles away, right? Okay. So, let me ask you a question. Are you all following Jesus tonight? Do you know what that means? To follow Christ? It is to have a relationship with the living God. And that is not, it's not just coming to church because, you know, a lot of people can go to church, but they're never changed. A lot of people say that they can draw close to God, but my thing is that what are we doing to draw closer to God? What, and sometimes that when we have, have newer people come in, do they even know that when we say draw close to God, well, what do I need to do? What do I need to do in my life to, in order to draw close to God? And it's just, it's just some, some steps that we take by first and foremost. A lot of times we can read the word, we can pray, but are we also listening? There's a difference from listening and hearing. I heard what you said, but listening is actually doing an action. What the Lord has told me to do from listening, I'm going to apply what God has told me in my life. Amen? Amen. Father, we thank you today. We praise you. We worship you. We magnify you. Lord, I pray that you'd anoint this word, Father, that we would be not just hearers of your word, but be doers of your word, Father. We thank you. We praise you in your mighty and your precious name, we pray. And everybody said, amen and amen. In 1 Kings chapter 9, there's an awesome story. Actually, it goes before that. And it talks about Elijah. Do you guys remember the prophet Elijah? Elijah, he had went against the prophets of Baal. He also, and Jezebel, they were there. And remember, they would cut themselves. And so anyways, Elijah rebuilds the altar. And then he prays and fire comes down from heaven and licks up the whole sacrifice. Not just the sacrifice, but the stones that it was sitting on. And not just the stones, but the water that was poured around it. And all the way down to where there was nothing left. Consumed the whole fire. Consumed the whole sacrifice. Amen? After that victory, you would think then also what happens after that, Elijah goes and kills all the prophets of Baal. That's crazy, huh? After he kills the prophets of Baal, you know what? We're going to pick up in chapter 19 of 1 Kings. And listen what happens. If you have your Bible, say amen. If not, they should uh, have it up on the screen. You can. 1 Kings chapter 19. Thank you so much, Ray. First Kings chapter 19. And I'll just start reading. And Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done. Also how he has, had executed all the prophets with the sword. Listen to what Jezebel. Jezebel's ticked off. She's mad. Right? So she says this. Then Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah saying, So let the gods do to me and more also if I do not make your life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. <laughs> she had said that I'm going to kill you just like you did with my prophets. But guess what? Elijah was never killed and he was taken up in a fiery chariot. So he still so everything that Jezebel said was a lie. Correct? Verse 3, and when he had saw that he arose and ran for his life and went to Be Beersheba, where, which belongs to Judah, and left his servant there. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a broom tree. And he prayed that he might die and said, it's enough. Now, Lord, take my life, for I am better than my father, that, for I am no better than my father's. Then he fell asleep, and then an angel of the Lord comes and ministers. And I want to pick up at verse 8. If we just go to verse 8, Brother Ray, 
Verse 8 says this. So he arose and ate and drank, and he went in the strength of that food 40 days and 40 nights as far as Horeb, the mountain of God. And there he went into a cave and spent the night in the place. And behold, the word, say the word, the word of the Lord came to him. And he said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? So he said, I have been very zealous for the Lord, of the Lord God of hosts, for the children of Israel have forsaken your covenant, tore down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left, and they seek to take my life. Now this is where it gets really good, y'all. This is, I love verse 11. Then he said, go out. And stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks into pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord, say, but the Lord was not in the fire, and after the fire, a still small voice, say small voice. So it was when Elijah heard it that he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood in the entrance of the cave, and suddenly a voice, say a voice, went from a word to a voice, right? I lost my place. Suddenly a voice came to him and said, What are you doing here, Elijah? Said the same exact thing. And Elijah, and he said, I have been very zealous for the Lord of hosts because the children of Israel have forsaken your covenant, torn down the altars, killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left, and they seek to take my life. Then the Lord said to him, Go return your way to the wilderness of Damascus, and right when you arrive, anoint Hazel as king over Syria. And he goes on and he tells him what to do, church. But if verse 18, it says, Yet I have reserved 7,000 in Israel, who, all whose knees have not bowed to Baal. And every month there has not, has not kissed him. 7,000 prophets were there still in Israel that were worshiping and praising God. Amen? And, I, and I got, as I got thinking this week, that I just got thinking that do we really listen to God? Because I, I think that this, in, in, in our life's church, there's so many things that are going on all around us. Did you know that we can get, we can get any, any type of news or anything that's going on right now, it's just like that. You can, you can pull it up on your phone, you can pull it on, you can be on your job site, you could be in your car at a red light, and you can be able to find exactly, you can communicate pretty much, if you have cell service, you can pretty much communicate with anybody right there on the moment. Is that not true? And there can be so many times that that gets in the way of us hearing God. We can have a quiet time with God and say, God, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have this time set aside for you. Get on our phone. And all of a sudden, we pull up the Bible app and we're looking at different translations. And we're, we're reading and all of a sudden, we can start getting text messages to where all of a sudden, that it can get us distracted from us having a relationship with God. You ever been there before? And I got thinking this, I got thinking this week, I just got thinking that how many times, Lord, have I, I'm looking for something big, God, and sometimes um, what, what, what they had to do, each one of them, so that everyone did not hear what they were saying. If you notice, some of them cupped their hand, did they not? Some, but they whispered in the other person's ear. For a whisper, you have got to be pretty close. I can't whisper because I, I can whisper in this. But I just, I got thinking that, Lord, that you want to have an intimate relationship with us. You want us to come draw close to you. Your word says that you will draw close to us. And I just think that so many times there's so many distractions. Can I just read a scripture and just show you an example really quick? Um, if this will work. I don't know if it will, but I'll try. Um, this is just regular white noise. Have you, do you guys know what white noise is? Um, when we used to have radio stations that had dials on it, you'd be able to just turn the dials or even on your TVs. Y'all, we used to have TVs that you had to have these ears on it and then you could put tinfoil on it and it would help you get the reception. But I think that sometimes 
sometimes in our life that this may not be bothering anybody, but if I turn it up Also, it drowns out the word of God, just like with that music. Have you guys ever been sitting at home, sitting at your table, and all of a sudden you never noticed it before, but as, as the room gets quiet or you're sitting there, maybe the person that was mowing the yard, that noise, that hum that was there is not there anymore, and you can all of a sudden you can hear the drip that comes out of your faucet and goes into a cup that you just drank your coffee and set it in there, and you can hear, you can hear that in that quietness. Yes? There's something about... about the, the, the silence of being in that moment being in the moment that yes God can and I'm and I don't want to get ahead of myself y'all um, uh, the point of God speaking in a still small voice was to show Elijah that the work of God needed not always be accomplished by dramatic revelation or manifestations divine silence goes on goes not necessarily mean does not necessarily mean divine inactivity Zechariah 4:6 tells us that God's work is not by might nor by power but by what by his spirit his holy spirit meaning meaning that that Always, we don't need to have obvious displays of God's power necessarily for God in order to work. God can work in silence, just like he can in an earthquake. And, and just check this out so you all know that um, in, this, in scriptures, he, God has communicated through the whirlwind in Job 38.1. He also to announce his presence by an earthquake was Exodus 19:18, and to speak a voice that sounds like thunder was 1 Samuel 2:10, Job 37:2, Psalms 10, sorry, Psalms 104:7, and John 12:29. In Psalm 77:18, his voice is compared to both thunder and a whirlwind. In Revelation 4:5, we're told that the lightning and lightning and thunder proceeds from the throne room of uh, in, throne room in heaven. Amen. God can speak any way that he wants to, but I just think that sometimes are we positioning ourselves to hear what God is speaking to us? And sometimes, church, if I started playing that right now, some of you guys, as that static got louder and louder, some of you all would just say, hey, I can't hear what you're saying. Or do we ever say that, man, this stuff that's crowding in my life, the stuff that is taking over my life, Lord, I want you to come close to me. I want to get the distractions away. It can just be one distraction, y'all. It can be, it can be listening putting something before God and, 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 and putting, putting that thing first instead of our relationship with God. Man, I'll, I'll pray at nighttime or I'll have my, 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 my time alone with God, but then I'm just telling you I've been there, church, that I've been there that all of a sudden that we put, I have pushed it back and pushed it back, and then all of a sudden I fall asleep and I don't have any, any talk or any prayer with God. God's voice in this particular verse, in the NIV, it says a gentle whisper. In the ESV, it says the sound of a low whisper. King James Version says a still small voice. In the NJB, a light murmuring sound. In ASNASB, a sound of a gentle blowing. NRSV, a sound of a sheer silence. I got thinking about that, y'all. I got thinking about the silence that sometimes... Sometimes I think that we're in an age where we have to have things going in our life all the time. If there's not a moment of stillness or a moment of silence in our life that sometimes I've got to, how many of y'all have been used to that you have to have some sort of noise going on when you fall asleep? Some sort of humming. Man, I, I used to have years ago that, uh, uh, let's say, uh, I, I, you could say I had a ceiling fan that hummed and for 15 years I could remember this mm, going around and that would get me to sleep. So now when you go to sleep, I've got to find this same hum because I can't get to sleep without it. And I think that there's so many times that the noise can come into our life and we don't even really realize it. Because I got thinking today as, as I talk with my family at home that I can tell you right now, if we really notice it and we sit down, I'm just telling you, you can hear the dog two houses over. You can hear sometimes the neighbors talking as they get ready to get into their car or screaming as their kid to their kids, get back in the car, we're going someplace. And I'm just, that I just think that so many times is that, that the enemy wants to interrupt our, our time with God and the, the enemy does not and as I got thinking about this silence and I'm I, I'm not brother Dennis and I say brother brother Dennis because he can t teach the Hebrew and and the Greek so well but check this out all right I'm gonna try to do this brother D there's three words 
for this, for uh, still small voice. It's Q O L. It means voice, sound, and noise. You find that in verse 21, I believe is, um, not 21, I apologize. We find that where it says a still small voice in verse 12. After the fire, a still small voice. So check this out. And the next word is D-E-M-A-M-A. It means whisper. A rarely used word that denotes calmness, stillness, silence, and a whisper. To be silent, to still, to wait. The last word is D-A-Q. And it means thin, small, fine, to crush, to grind, to break into pieces. It's just, it means that um, when Moses came down from the mountain, Mount Sinai, and he had the, had the tablets that God had told him, the Ten Commandments, and he saw the golden calf. Do you remember that? And he said that he ground up the golden calf, and he was, he was going to make them eat it. Do you remember that? And that he, when he ground it up, he put it in, that, that word means he made it into a small, fine powder. It was almost like dust. The sound that Elijah heard was slightly to the point of near transparency. One translation says a sound of sheer silence. That is, the silence was so silent that it approached nothingness. It, it captured what the Hebrew is, is getting at. We might translate as a sound of deafening silence. And I got thinking that something of dust, right now there's dust in the air. We can't see it. But you know that there's so many small particles of dust that they're going right through our fingers. They're going right through, right, right through the air right now. And I, the Lord that I want us to be, I want to be so close to you that even when you don't speak, I know what you're saying. Does that, does that make sense? Because you know what? He says in the New Testament that he's going to give us a comforter. You remember the comforter? He's the Holy Spirit to come and give us strength. And through the authority of Jesus Christ, we can have authority that we can, when we pray in his name, in Jesus' name, that demons have to flee. Sickness has to go. People in bondage have to, have that the, the, they have, the enemy has to let them go in Jesus' name. And I got thinking, church, I thought that how much, the Holy Spirit, this, this, this was my thinking this week. The Holy Spirit is like a dove, right? In John, through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you can see where when John the Baptist baptized Jesus, the Word of God says that the Holy Spirit ascended like a dove, like a dove, and fell and came and, fe and fell upon Jesus, right? I don't know that much about doves. From what I, what I started to study, and I'm sure that Brother Kevin can tell you more because you go dove hunting sometime, right? And doves, to my knowledge, from what I was researching, doves are very, 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 I guess the word that I'm, skittish. That they don't like loud noises, that sometimes you have to be quiet, you have to be quiet. Like if there was a dove that landed upon your porch, you would not go out there with pots and pans and try to set them down. It would scare them away. Um, you would not go out there and talk very loudly. And as I got thinking this week, I thought, Lord, that I want to be able to, my life and my relationship with you, I want to walk and be conscious that your Holy Spirit is, is with inside of every with us that have asked Jesus Christ into our hearts, that my life would walk just like I would know that there is. Bill Johnson, he's a pastor from Bethel, and he had talked about this one time, and um, he had just talked about the Holy Spirit, how that his walk, he wanted to walk like the Holy Spirit was there on his shoulder and you would walk differently. You, 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 would, not, you would not do things abruptly in, in, in your lifestyle and you would be conscious of the Holy Spirit in our life. And I believe that church, that we are carriers of God's presence. In the Old Testament, there's the Ark of the Covenant that, the, that, that once a year they would be able to go into. The, uh, one priest could go in there and if there was one spot or blemish upon him, he would be instantly killed. And when Jesus came and he died upon that cross, he gave us full access. That curtain was ripped, giving us full access to God's presence. And that when we ask, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sin. Lord, I just pray that in the name of Jesus, come in, dwell in my life, transform me, make me a new man, that God's presence moves within my home and within, within my body. And then from that point there, I believe that we have to be conscious and protect our relationship with God, that we're not allowing the static of this world to come into our life and drown out my relationship with my Savior. 
Just like if you and your wife went out on a date, you would not invite your children that are 30, 40 years old. You wouldn't, maybe you might sometimes, but when you wanted to have a time alone with your wife to where you and her could talk, it's going to be a time that you can be able to just be able to talk to one another and don't have to have all the distractions. And I got thinking that, Lord, how many times have I allowed in my own time with you that I've allowed things to creep in to where that when God is speaking, but am I really listening? I forgot it at home. I have this boom box. We used to have boom boxes back in the 80s that you could put on your shoulder. I don't know if you remember all those. Not that I did that, but but you could put that and then you'd play the you play the whatever music you wanted to and you walk around and right now they have they have anyways earbuds and all this other stuff where we don't have to carry it around. Do you remember those days, brother Kevin, carrying those big And I, it's crazy how much, if you just look online, how much they're going for right now. They're asking like on eBay, five, six, seven hundred dollars. When at those times we didn't even, anyways. But they had this little button on there, like I was just telling you a couple minutes ago, that there's a radio station. Let's say that you go to 911, which is a Christian radio station. Did you know that it's going on right now? We may not hear it because we're not, what? We're not tuned in. And I just think that when we come together and gather in God's presence and even in our own personal lives, are we tuning into God's presence? Are we tuning in that God, I want to put all the distractions away? Because I'm just telling you, you would not drive home with it half on and half off with summertime static to where you start hearing. Uh, you wouldn't understand. What is that song doing? I, well, man, this is my favorite song. Well, why don't you tune it in so you can hear the whole thing? Because in, God's, in, in, our, in our relationship with God, is that the same way? Have we allowed distractions? Have we allowed, God wants to have a relationship with us because he sent Jesus Christ to come and live for 33 years as a man. Did not sin one time, lived a perfect life and he was taken and beaten and he was hung up on the cross so that we can have a relationship with a living God who when he speaks words that worlds are created, universes are created. The enemy wants to stop our communication from here to him, to God. And I got thinking that, Lord, if you came to Elijah in just a still, small voice, that yes, I just read you different scriptures that God can speak in an earthquake. God can speak in any, anything that he wants to because he's God, church. Correct? But yet in the still, small voices, I think, and I just got thinking that, Lord, I want to hear it from you. I don't want to hear, I don't want to hear what Miss Dawn has to say, and I don't want to hear what Miss Tracy has to say, and I don't want to hear what Don has to say. I want to hear it directly from you. I think that we can, don't get me wrong, I believe we can be vessels and used of God, and, and God will pour into us, church. But I think that so many times in the whisper, are we getting that close to God? Are we just getting, doing enough just to be able to get by to say that, man, I was at church today and I read today? Because I can just tell you right now, I have, I've been married to, to this beautiful woman for 33 years. Is that right? I, I, it's something like that. It's 33 years, isn't it? So, but I can tell you that I've had to learn Sometimes I'm hard-headed. I had to learn how to communicate with my wife. I can tell you right now that we may have a key to the house. Both of us have the same key, but I can tell you if I left for a year and didn't talk to her and didn't say anything, didn't want to do, I cannot walk in that same house and expect the same thing that my wife would be happy to see me. But I just wonder in our own life too, that man, I keep going there. Yes, you keep going to church, but you're empty when you're here. You're not, you're not, you're not even engaging in, in, in worshiping. You're not engaging in the word, but, I, I, but you don't understand. I, I, I've got sleep apnea, Pastor Rich, and, and I just fall asleep. Then I'm just telling you that do something, do something different. Stand up in the back, stand up in the balcony. Now, just do something to where, man, I want to hear what you're telling me today, God. I know you're going to speak to me through your word. Amen. It is so important God is speaking to us all the time. 
I remember Pastor Neil would say that God would even speak to him on, on bumpers and bulletin boards, that he would go and he'd be driving down the road and all of a sudden he'd look up and praying and there would be on this bulletin board that it would be a, an answer to what, what he'd been praying about. And I just think that, Lord, I want us to be, I want us all to be able to be tuned in to your voice, tuned in, whether you're whispering or whether you're screaming, whether it's an earthquake or whether it's fire, the Lord, that I want to be so in tune to you that when you tell me to go, that I'll go. And when you tell me to stay, stay. Are you doing what God is telling you to do? A question that he asked Elijah, the word of the Lord came to Elijah and he said, why are you, what, what are you doing here? He was far away from where God had told him to, what he told him to do. He went far away. He went 40 days and 40 nights into the wilderness church. How many of us here this evening are running away from God and God has told you to do something, but, but you keep on saying, man, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to go and, and I just, I've made too many mistakes or, or I, I didn't listen to him when he told me to listen to him. Now is the time to listen to God. Because I'm just telling you, when, God's, when God returns, he's, God's taken his people and his Holy Spirit from this earth. Amen? Oswald Chamber, he was a Baptist preacher. He said, when you're in the dark, listen, and God will give you a very precious message for someone else once you're back in the light. Matthew, if you can turn to Matthew chapter 10, verse 26 through 27. Jesus, Jesus is speaking here in um, Matthew. Everybody Okay. And I can just tell you that I've gotten, I think that we talked about a couple weeks ago about being slow to speak and, and quick to listen, right? And I think that so many times is that we need to be more hearers than we are talkers a lot of times. Not that talking doesn't do good. I'm just saying that we need to be hearing a lot more than we are speaking. Amen? In Matthew chapter 10, and I'm going to start in verse 26, Brother Ray, uh, Matthew chapter 10. Jesus is speaking. He talks about persecutions that are coming, and then he, Jesus teaches about fear. But verse 26, I just wanted to say one verse before. He says, Therefore, do not fear them, for nothing is hidden that will not be revealed at the judgment. I'll read the New King James. Nothing covered that will not be revealed and hidden that will not be known. Then Jesus says this, Whatever I tell you in the dark, speak in the light. And whatever you hear in the ear, preach on the, on the, house, on the housetops. Another translation says, What I whisper in your ear, proclaim from the housetops. Every single one of us can proclaim on the housetops. In, 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 in Bible times, the housetops, a lot of them would be flat, and they would be able to stand upon the housetops and be able to proclaim what God is doing. They would be able to speak to their neighbors. They would be able to speak to the crowds that are out there. And that I got thinking this, this week that, Lord, you know what? That's, do some of us hear your whispering in our ears? And a lot of times, you know what, that sometimes we even fear the dark. But when dark comes, Lord, that I pray that it says, what I say to you in the dark and privately, tell in the light. The Amplified says that publicly. And what, I, what you hear whisper in your ear, proclaim from the housetops to many people. Proclaim it. Maybe the very thing that you're going through right now is the very thing that God is trying to cause you to, to draw closer to him. Well, God, it seems like a very dark time. Yes, but I'm, I'm just telling you that when, Lord, speak to me in my private places. Speak to me when I go in and I shut the world off and it's dark, whether it's in a closet or it's in my car or it's, or it's in the restroom where you work at. I'm just telling you, church, we need to set aside time to spend alone with God. Does that make sense? Because I think that church, there's so many times that we can hear it from, there's nothing wrong with listening to a pastor on Facebook and or watching it on YouTube or whatever that means, means that are out there. But I'm just telling you, there's, there's nothing about hearing it when you hear it directly from the master's, master's voice. 
There's nothing. That, it's, yes, you can get chill bumps with your favorite pastor. And I believe that pastors are, are there throughout the world to be able to speak into our lives. But I can tell you, it cannot be a substitute for us going and saying, God, this is my, I'm, I'm sitting alone. I'm shutting off. I threw my phone in the other room. I placed it aside. And God, I just want, I want to take all the static out of my life. And I want to personally tune my life into your life. You see, what we want to do, we want to reverse that. And we want the radio stations to tune into us, Right? God, I'm here. You have to, you've got to come down here to me. And we're not willing to change our life anyway. We're not willing to do anything except, God, I'm here. Now you have to do something for me. Don't you think we have that backwards, church? We need to come for a purpose and for a plan. And the only purpose is, God, I want to draw closer to you. And I want to worship with my family. Lord, I, I, Lord, I just want to come. And Lord, you said in your word where two or three are gathered, that you're in the midst, that your presence is there when we gather in your name. The time of worship and communications just shouldn't happen on a Monday, excuse me, on a Wednesday and on a Sunday at Christmas or at Easter. It should be every day. And as, the, as we see the day approaching, we should even do more, church. Do we protect our walk with God? I know if I can just be able to get to this, I'm just telling you, and I believe in revivals, I believe in going and seeing people, but are we more interested in the, the next famous person coming to, the, to Tampa Bay than we are just saying, man, God, I just want to go to my church and get in your presence. Do, do you understand? And please don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying don't go and see these people that are coming, but what I'm saying, if that takes precedence over coming with your family where God has called you, called you and your family to raise your children, to be there, to, to support this community. Amen. So the issue today, church, is that when we draw near, drawing near is more than just coming to church. You all agree with that? Drawing near to God is something that we do personally. We position ourselves to draw near to God. If I'm going to draw near to, close to my wife, I'm definitely not going to go this way. And I'm definitely not going to go out the door. I, what I'm going to do, I'm going to position myself to where when I'm walking, I'm going to go in the direction where my wife is. So the same thing with God. What, what are you doing tonight? What have you done this last week, this last year to position yourself to draw closer to God? Well, I come to church, I'm just telling you, that's just the beginning, church. It's just the beginning of, of reading the Word of God. What are you doing every day to position yourself? Every step that you're taking, are you drawing closer to God? Are you looking at the Word of God and saying, God, if there's something inside of me, Lord, if it's gossip, if it is bitterness, whatever that is going to hinder my relationship, stop up my ears. Some of us need to get our ears spiritually clean. Get the junk out of our ears. Get... With all the distraction, church, I can just tell you right now that when I was playing in a band, the music would be so loud. Maybe you all have been there, you've been to a concert before, and then when you leave, you can lay in your bed and you can still hear the ringing in your ears. This constant ringing where it's just, maybe that's a little lower, but maybe higher, but just a constant ringing. And Lord, help us with the ringing that the enemy is trying to put in our ears to try to distract us from having a relationship with you. That each one of us here tonight would just say that, God, I value our relationship so much that, Lord, I just, you can speak to me in any way that you want. Speak to me through an earthquake, but speak to, speak to me, just speak to me, Lord. Let me tune into, let me tune into you, Lord, that even if it's a still small voice, that I, even if it's a whisper, even if it's so silent, that, Lord, I still want to hear it. In, in the youth, we used to do this, y'all. We used to turn off the lights and then we would turn off, we'll turn off everything else. And then we would have them say, can you name something or list something? How could they do it in the dark? They would just remember. So I just thought, that, can you listen? Can you listen so much intently? To tell me, tell me what y'all hear. Some of them would hear in the back building. They would hear crickets and hear different things. And I'm, do we get alone with God like that? Do we get alone and that if it's one scripture and we say, God, speak to me through your word. Tell me something. Let me hear what, what, what you want to have for my life, what you want to have for my marriage, what you want to have for, for my children and my grandchildren. 
Because I'm just telling you, there's so many, there's so many distractions that are out there. There's so many different white noise that is out there, church, that is just trying to come in. This this pastor saying this, or this group is saying that, and then it's going on instead of just saying, God, I want to tune into you first. I want to be able to know what you're saying to me directly. And then where, where you've connected me, God, speak to me through through my church and through my through my family. Amen. that we would walk. I didn't give you this, Ray. Um, that we would walk with the intent of God, I don't want to offend you and I don't want to grieve you and I don't want to, I don't want to do anything to quench the Holy Spirit, to grieve the Holy Spirit. Amen. says in Ephesians chapter 4 I did not give it says here let no corrupt communication prison this is 29 if you're taking notes let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth but that which is good to use of edifying that it may minister grace unto the hearers and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed until the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be ye kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. Are those things that I just that we just read, are there some of those things that are in our life that we're allowing to be run rapid in our life? Perry Stone in his one commentary says, Grieving the Holy Spirit, it is possible to grieve the Holy Spirit. The word grieve means to make sad or to distress. Believers can grieve the Spirit by acting contrary to the Scriptures and by allowing corrupt and negative words to proceed from their mouths. When Israel was in the wilderness, the people complained continually. We read 40 years long as I grieved with the generation and said, it is the people that do err in their heart, and they have not known my ways. Psalms 95.10 in Ephesians 4.25-29. through 29, Paul lists numerous works of the flesh that grieve the Holy Spirit. Can I just tell you that every single one of us can walk and have a relationship with Jesus Christ and walk with God speaking to us. And I'm just telling you, when when, when, when something comes in, in our life, whether it's bitterness or wrath or anger, that we need to go back and say, God, God, cleanse that from me. Lord, if I've got to go say I'm sorry, but Lord, I want to be, I want to be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as Christ, for Christ's sakes, has forgiven you, has forgiven me. In 1 Thessalonians 5, 19, it says, Quench not the Holy Spirit. Quench is a picture of fire that, it would, that water would be poured upon to quench the fire, to put it out. The enemy wants, to, wants the Holy Spirit to be quenched in our lives, church. He doesn't want it. He wants us to be... He doesn't want us to be effective, so that would be ineffective, correct? that we would protect our walks, that we would walk just like we would protect our young child. I'm just telling you, you would not go to Walmart right now and if you had a two-year-old child and let them run up and down the parking lot because you know what would happen? Sooner or later, they're going to get hit. You'd protect your child. Stay with me. Don't go over there. And even if you had to raise your voice, you would go get a cart and put that child in the cart, buckle that up so that he would not fall out of the cart. You would make sure you would protect that. And I'm just telling you, church, we must protect our walk with Christ. We must protect it that we're not. I'm just telling you, and it goes as far as this, this that what we're listening to, it's just a song, man. It's just, it's just the beats that I love. No, what is it's preaching into your soul, my friend. There's a spirit that is behind that. There's, there's an antichrist spirit. I believe, church, that with some of these songs and some of the things, have you listened to some of these songs? What are, you, what are we allowing to come into our spirit every day that, Lord, I've read with you, but you know what I've just spent? They say today's children spend five to nine hours a day on a smartphone. 
Maybe that's true. Maybe I don't let my kids do that, you say. But I'm just telling you, today's generation, almost every place they're going, they're listening to their music. They're listening to a podcast. They're listening to... And what is that putting into them five hours a day? Just on, on, just on Monday through Friday, 25 hours a day. Amen? Because there's so many, I believe, church, there's so many voices that are out there. There's so many voices that are out there that, that, that I believe the word of God says this, is that God would even shorten the time because even the most elect would fall away. I can just go, and this is, what, this is what breaks my heart, y'all, because I'm, I'm the same place as y'all, just to let you know, is that I, I have to have a relationship with God every day. I can't just go from a Sunday to a Sunday or a Sunday till, I'm just telling you, if you work on Sunday, I understand, then I'm just telling you, tune in or do something to where you're having a relationship with God every single day, church. There's a big difference between hearing God's voice and listening to him. Seeking God and listening to his voice is part of having a humble and reverent heart attitude towards God. Even if you just met God yesterday, that you can have a relationship with him and start walking with him daily. It's having communion with him daily, knowing what is... The Bible says this, that my sheep will know my voice. Do we know what God's voice is? Have you spent time alone with God lately that you know his voice? I'm just telling you right now, some of you guys, I've seen it before, be in this church or be in the back and your grandchild or your child starts screaming. The, the, the whole place can be going crazy and there can be noise all over the place, but let your grandchild scream or let your daughter or your, or your son scream. That's my daughter right there. That's my son. I know that because you know their voice. Do we know God that well? Do our kids know going into college that how much they're bombarded with all the other different beliefs that are out there that do our kids know and they hear it from us and not just the church that they hear it and see it in our lives that God is the only way. There's no other way to God and that when you go that you need to know that you need to stand up on the word of God. It's just not the Old Testament and it's just not the New Testament. It's the, both of them, the old and the new together. I don't see any place in the word of God where God says the Old Testament is out of date. You don't need to use it anymore. And I think that if our heart is positioned to the way that says, God, as I'm reading this, please, Lord, speak to me. Let me hear your voice. And I'm just, y'all, I'm just telling you this. You don't have to read 20 chapters a day. You don't have to read 10 verses a day. I'm just, if it's just one verse and you're saying, God, I'm going to read this verse over and over again, and I'm going to chew on it. And Lord, Lord, speak to me through this. Maybe I might get a different translation, or I might see what a commentary says about this particular verse. I'm going to know what you're saying in this verse. Because God, I want to protect my relationship with you. Because I've been guilty of that, church. I've been guilty allowing things to come in my relationship with God. It's it's great because I can tell you the first thing that, that we can do is get so busy. We can get so busy doing the things of God, but yet yet getting us distracted from my, our most important thing needs to be our relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen? More important than being at the information center. More important sometimes telling a friend that, man, I can't talk to you right now. This is my, this is my, my, this is my time with God. I'm just telling the Holy Spirit will tell you when, what, what you need to do, church. Because honestly, I can look at y'all and tell you there are times that God is teaching me even right now. I, I can't be there to hear everybody all the time. Hopefully, did you understand what I'm saying? Is that I can't let it come in, the, my, my, come in my relationship with God. First and foremost, yes, I am a pastor. And yes, I, I love to speak to people and talk to them and pray with them. But if that comes before my relationship with God, I'm out of balance. Does that make sense? Because we can be so busy doing things, but yet we're doing the wrong things. Yes, that may be the work of, that God has called us to do, but I'm telling you, it can never, never take precedence over our relationship with God. 
the cares of this world. Yes, there'll be a time you can talk to your friends and please don't leave this evening and say, Pastor Rich is saying that, that I can't talk to people. I'm not saying that, church. But I can tell you, we can be pulled in a thousand different directions and yet if we neglect our life, we're in the wrong. We can't let busyness come in. We must, we must say that God... First and foremost, my life, I want to, all distractions I want to put aside. Because just think about it physically, y'all. Have, have you, and some of you guys that have been married a long time, have you had to step back and say, man, you know what? We have allowed certain jobs, I've, you know, working 60, 70 hours a week and stepping back and saying, man, we need to have time to ourselves. We've allowed things, we've, dr- we've grown apart. Have you ever been there before? I have. And that's just physically. Is there a time that you can say spiritually, God, that I have allowed things come in? I've, I, I've not taken my own time to get alone in your word, my, my own prayer that I hear everybody else praying and that, Lord, that just, well, I don't pray that good. I'm just telling you, that doesn't matter. He just wants to hear us talk to him. Lord, I'm lost and I need you. Lord, I need your help. Lord, I don't know what to do in my family. Everything seems to be crazy. God, I don't know what the very next step to go and crying out and saying, God, I need your help. Well, Pastor Rich, I did that before and it seemed like it didn't, it didn't seem like I heard, any, heard anything that I'm just telling you. That's when we step out in faith. If it lines up with what the word of God says and it lines up, I'm just telling you, God, if we listen, keep listening, he'll speak to us, church. I'm just telling you that, that that's how it happened when we were talking about changing jobs before, just praying, God, do you want us to go forward or you don't? And it didn't seem, God, we've prayed about it. I don't know exactly what I feel we need to go in this direction. We've prayed about it and, and, and things, things, things are lined up. Then I'm just telling you at that point, having faith and saying, God, we're stepping forward. If not, Lord, then, then change it. Make something happen that, 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 that'll change this. Busyness, the next thing is competing voices. I talked to you about static, about static noise. Static means this noise produced in a radio or television receiver by by atmospheric or various natural man-made electrical disturbances. What I was taking about that, do we allow certain disturbances to come into our life? Well, it's just my prayer time. Man, this is a lot more important. Um, uh, Also another static is inhibiting the growth of do we allow some of these things to come into our life that stop us from growing? That's great that you're saved. It's great that, 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 that you accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and you're walking with him. But I can tell you, can you look back a year from now, five years from now, are you still going and acting the same way that you were five years ago? Well, Pastor Rich, that's different. I'm just telling you right now, church, if you have a grandbaby and your grandbaby's running around and you can say, oh, look at the, look, oh, poo-poo, look at this and all this. It's great and they're, they're in diapers, but uh, let them keep going and then let them be 8, 9, 10, let them be 18 years old still acting the same way. The poo-poo wouldn't be cute anymore. It'd be a little smelly. But, but we laugh about, but I just think that God, Lord, how many people have sit in churches every week and they've been serving, they say they've been serving God for 25 to 10 to 15 years and they're the, still the same way that they were when they came to Christ 15, 20 years ago. Yes, you're going to face things and you're going to go through trials and tribulations, but we should be growing, church. Because you know what? I believe that God has given us all the tools for us to be able to grow. I believe that in his word. I believe if, if, if I'm applying the word of God to my life and I'm taking every single, every single word that he has put on, on, on these pages, Lord, that, Lord, tell me, Lord, if, if I'm bitter, tell me if I have unforgiveness, tell me if I'm angry, tell me, Father, Holy Spirit, I don't want to, I don't want to grieve you. I don't want to quench you. I want you active in my life. How many of us think that we can pour out, but we have a cap over us because of the sin that we've allowed to come in our life, the sin that has come out of our mouth, that had a cap and we're trying to pour out. Well, it doesn't seem like anything's going because we have, you haven't resubmitted yourself back to God and say, God, forgive me, examine my heart, examine everything about me, Lord, help me change. Because I'm just telling you guys, 
God has given us through Jesus Christ all authority that we can be able to walk around in Jesus' name. And I'm telling you that people can be saved by the Holy Spirit. That uh, the person that we walk next to, the, the, the cubicle that's two, uh, two places down, that in the name of Jesus, if they're going through something, Lord, I don't even have to say a word, that Lord, they will know and see my life as I live it out every single day. See, church, it all goes back to even what Tracy was talking about on Sunday is being battle ready. I think that I've been there, church. We say we're battle ready, but what are we doing to be battle ready? If I wanted to lose 100 pounds and you saw me at Village Inn eating cake every single Wednesday night and you saw me eating five Big Macs, a week. No, you guys laugh, but I'm just telling you, I can have all these dreams and say what I want to do, but my lifestyle is going to back up with what I want to do. If I want to draw close to God, you know what? There's some places that, I, that I'm not going to go anymore. There's some things that are on my phone that I'm going to set up, set up boundaries that I won't even go and look at that anymore because you know what? It's going to go from one thing to the next to the next and then all of a sudden you find yourself looking at things that you shouldn't look at, talking to people that we shouldn't talk about and all of a sudden by our own desires we're drawn, we're drawn away. Do we even give it the time of day that I'm not even going to, to, to have that on my phone or I'm not even going to allow myself to go there because I want to protect my relationship with God. I want to protect the Lord that you can speak to me in a still small voice that I'm not expecting a, a, a thunder. I'm not expecting an earthquake. You can speak through that God, but Lord, I want to be so close to you that you can whisper in my ear. Because when he whispers in our ear, you know what the word we just read? We just read that we can go to the rooftops and start proclaiming what God has spoke to us, whispered in our ears. It's just not my responsibility, church. Every single one of us can carry the word of God into the place where God is tells you where your rooftop is. It may be in a bucket truck. It, it may be hanging pipe. It may be, be doing a secretarial job. But you know what? We can be able to say that, man, look at what God has done in my life. Look at where I came from and look at what God took me out of, church. The enemy wants to stop that, though. He doesn't want us to share our testimonies. He doesn't want us to do that because I'm going to tell you, people can be transformed by what God has done in people's lives. Me? Yeah, just what you came out of. Tell them, your, tell them your history. Tell them your story, how God has transformed you. And the last thing is fear. Fear. Many people can't hear God's voice because they're unsure if they want to. Deep down, some of them, some people, they know that they aren't living in a godly, honoring way. So rather than coming close to God, they run farther from him. They fear that if God speaks, his voice will condemn them further and bring them more shame and guilt than they are going through. You ever been there before? God wants to have a relationship with every single one of us, church. And it's just, it's just not, I don't like the cliches, to be honest with you, that we have, you know, all the, that when we, we come in and we have the Christianese words that we all say, I'm just, I believe, I believe that God just wants us to be real with one another. Live, live, we all, we all live in the same world. We all have struggles. Some of, some people have different struggles than others. But knowing, man, you know what? I'm going to pray for your family. I'm going to pray for your family. And I'm going to pray for your family that when we come together, that we, instead of criticizing one another and saying this or that, that you know what? The enemy wants to break up union. I really believe this is an end time thing, church. I believe that the enemy wants to destroy churches by, by nitpicking everything that's going on and not having unity within the body of Christ. Because I believe that when there's unity in the body of Christ, we're going to see the lame walk again. We're going to see spiritually people that were dead come walking up to the altars and nothing has to be said. All that they have to know is that, man, God has called me here and I, and I want to be right with God. See, to me, that's revival. To me, that's when there's, there's no, nobody, nobody has to go and say, you're undone, you're undone, that the presence of God can speak to you during a praise and worship service, that the presence of God can speak to you in the, in the announcements. Yeah, I believe that that's how awesome that our God is. 
getting out of the car before anybody has said anything, before anybody puts a bulletin in their hand and says, welcome to Oasis, that automatically, as soon as they pull in, I believe in the name of Jesus that more and more I pray that people are convicted of their sins, of their undoneness, not because not because it's a, it's a special place, but because God's presence is here and God, where God's presence is and that not for another click and where we can put somebody else's name on the board, on, on a piece of paper. No, the people that are undone finally realize that in the presence of God, I'm undone without God's presence and run up to the altar and say, please, I need to get my life right with God. But you know, I think that how many people around the world, church, that, that think that everything's okay. Man, my life is great, but yet they don't, they're not walking within what the word of God is telling them to walk. Pastor Rich, do you always do that? No, I'm telling you, I'll tell you right now, and I'll look at every one of y'all in the eyes and tell you that I've I've made mistakes before. I said things that I shouldn't have made, that, that I shouldn't have said. I've done things that are wrong, but I can tell you that, Lord, let me fall back on my knees again and say, Lord, please forgive me, Lord. I'm sorry. That all of us tonight would walk our lives for Christ sensitive. What I mean by that, church, there's a couple of missionaries that were sent overseas. And when they, when they had set up their home, a dove came to roost in the eaves of their home. They took this as a sign that the God's Holy Spirit he was confirming them to be in this town being at the right place and following the Lord's calling on their life. Most of the time, the dove would be, would be there in the eaves. However, they noticed that whenever they slammed the doors and when they began to argue with one another that the dove would leave, they realized that if they wanted to have the dove stay, they needed to adapt to what the dove wanted, adapt to the dove because the dove would not adapt to them. I just got thinking that in our lives, that how many times are we wanting God to adapt to our lifestyles? With the way that we're talking, with the way that we're looking, with the way that we're doing, instead of saying, God, no. Because I'm just telling you, God is not going to, to wink his eye at a sin when he, said, when he calls out sin in this sin is sin, church. And the world can say, no, that it's not sin anymore. No, I'm just telling you, when God says it's sin, that settles it. It is sin. And shame on us. Some of us have been raised in church for our whole life, but yet, you know what? We're still trying to compromise in some of our lifestyles that we're living with God. And God is saying, now is the time. The church, it says in the Bible that he's coming back for a bride that maybe is ready, right? No, a bride that is ready, a bride that has their wicks trimmed and their oil in their lamps. That we don't become lazy in the, yes, Pastor Rich, my grandma and my great-grandma and my grandpa, they said that God was coming back and he never came back. I'm just telling you, we need to live like God is coming back tonight. If he doesn't come back, well, what if he doesn't come back? Then you know what? You're still living your life for Christ like he called us to live. And if he comes back in a hundred years or a thousand years, we're all going to be gone anyways. Our life is but a vapor. It's here one minute and the very next minute. I'm just telling you, 50 years, 70 years, 105 years is nothing compared to eternity. And how many young people are walk, walking around saying, man, it's all going to be okay because it's no, I'm just telling you, sin is sin, church. Our, our young people, our, our young adults, our, our, our old adults, we need to look at our lives and say, God, if there's anything that is, that is stopping, stopping my relationship with you, Lord, if there's something that I'm causing clamor in my life to, to have your Holy Spirit, to grieve your Holy Spirit or, or to be quenched the Holy Spirit by an evangelist or by someone that's a pastor and, and see them and see them really, really get touched. It's even not about falling on the floor. It's, what ha it's what's happening inside of here. Because a lot of people can fall, but they walk the still, their life is still the same. I got rid of all that stuff that was in my, in, 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 on my phone. I got rid of the stuff that was in my house. I dumped it out. I did all that. And seeing that God can transform and change people's life if they're willing just to yield and surrender to, the, to his Holy Spirit. In my prayer tonight, Lord, that every single one of us would just listen to what God is telling us. Because I can just tell you, God is going to speak something different to Brother Dennis than to Brother Kevin, than to Brother Ronnie, elders of our church, Brother JR, elders, Brother Rex, 
speak differently. It may be in the same vein, but I'm telling you, as in their walk, they may be dealing with something different. And just because that God speaks to them differently doesn't mean that when God, and I'm in, in my word, and God says something to me, does not mean that it's null and void. They may be at a different place or they may be doing that God wants to do something different in their life. And I'm just telling you, church, every single one of us needs to have our life that is positioned, positioned to be able to hear God. I told you this before and I promise, this is the last time I promise I'm closing. If I went to your house and I said, man, I'm really thirsty and can you please give me something to drink? And you went to pour it for me, but I moved the mug, the cup, whatever the container away from here and it started going all over the counter. I don't think there's one person here that would continue to keep pouring that out. Would you? No, you'd stop for a minute and say, what are you doing? Put it back over there and I move it again. You see, we, I, and when I say position, church, that's what I'm saying, is each one of us in our giving, in our worship, we need to make sure that we're positioned, that God, I want to be positioned where you can speak to me directly. I want to be in position, in line, to where I can hear your every word, that I can hear your every, every word that you're telling me, Lord. I want to hear your voice. We get out of whack sometimes and, and we get positioned over here, but yet we don't want to move because some of us are stubborn. I've been there before and say, no, God, you've got to move to me. No, Lord, I want to move. I want to move, God, where I can hear you, where, where you can pour into me to where I can go pour into others. Can we all bow our heads? Father in heaven, I thank you for tonight, the opportunity that you have given me tonight to speak, Father. And I pray in the name of Jesus, your Holy Spirit would talk to every one of us tonight, Father. That Lord, if some of us is having some sort of distraction in our life, or some of us, Father God, we, we hear the words, and, and but Lord, we're not really listening to what you're telling us, Father. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus. Lord, I just bind spiritual deafness in the name of Jesus. Lord, I proclaim healing in Jesus' name by the blood of Jesus. That, Lord, some of us need to wake up. Some of us, Father, need to take a look at our life and say, God, Lord, if there's anything, anything that I'm doing that is not right, Lord, reveal it to me. Show me, Father. And, Lord, I know your Holy Spirit will step up. You step up and give us the strength to be able to be more than an overcomer. Father God, I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, there would be not any distractions. Lord, that some of us that are too busy, some of us, Father God, that, that allow things to come in that are static within our life, Father God. And I just pray right now, I bind it in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray that, Lord, that Oasis, Father God, Lord, that we will be hearers of your word, not just hearers, but also doers of your word. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus, you would touch every person, every parent, every grandma, grandpa, every student that is here, every child, Lord, as they go home, protecting, protect them as they go. Lord, and we're also praying, Father God, for revival, revival within our own lives, the things that are dead that need to be revived, our walk with you, Lord, our talk with you, Lord, our ears and our eyes, Lord Jesus, that you would just, that you would just heal us so we can see spiritually what you're telling us in these end times. Father, we love you. We praise you. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said... Amen and amen. Can you give him a hand clap? Yes. One thing I would like you all to participate, if you'd like to, I know it's Sunday morning, but we're going to talk about battle, be battle ready, um, the, second, the second part of that. And if you'd like to wear camouflage, just if you'd like to, you're more than welcome to. But if you want to wear a nice outfit, that's cool too. But we were just, I just want to tell you, I want us to be battle ready for, for this weekend. Amen. I love you all. God bless. Have a good night. Thank you for joining us. We pray that today's message helped encourage you. Please join us again next time and have a blessed day.